0: said to all Israel, the words which the Lord commanded him. See, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death and adversity. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I am commanding you today, by loving the Lord your God, walking in his ways, and observing his commandments, decrees, and ordinances, then you shall live and become numerous, and the Lord your God will bless you land that you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away, and you do not hear, and are led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and holding fast to him. For that means life to you and length of days, so that you may live in the land that the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. The word of the Lord.
1: that the sharing of your faith may become effective when you perceive all the good that we may do for Christ. I have indeed received much joy and encouragement from your love because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you, my brother. For this reason, though I am bolded after in Christ to commanded you to do your duty, yet I would rather appeal to you on the basis of love and I call do this as an old man and now also as a prisoner of Christ Jesus. I am appealing to you for my child, Onesimus, whose father I have become during my imprisonment. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he is indeed useful both to you and to me. I am sending him, that is my own heart back to you. I want to keep him with me, so that he might be of service to me in your place, during my imprisonment for the gospel. But I prefer to do nothing without your consent, in order that your good deed might be voluntary and not something forced. Perhaps this is the reason he was separated from you for a while, so that you might have him back forever, no longer as a slave or a loving slave, a beloved brother, especially to me, but now much more to you, both in the flesh and in the world. So if you consider me your partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. And if he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge that to my account. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will repay it. I say nothing about your own even your own self. Yes, brethren, let me have this benefit of you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Confident of your obedience, I am writing to you. Knowing that you will do even more than I say. The word of the Lord. Amen. Amen.
2: First, sit down and consider whether he is
1: able, with ten thousand to oppose the one who comes against him with twenty thousand.
2: If he cannot, then while the other is still so far away, he sends a delegation and asks for the terms of peace. So, therefore, none of you can become my disciples if you do not give up all your possessions. The Gospel of the Lord. And yet, sometimes, we need to see the limits put on us by the very people we love the most. Our brothers and sisters, who see us as the children they grew up with, may not be our evolution into more complete individuals, and may accidentally hold us back from fully following our colleagues.
3: We lean away. From the limit of their
2: perception of
3: Our parents may practice a version of faith that does not fit
2: us or feed us and therefore might keep us from finding the version of Christianity that does bring us fully alive. We lean away from the boxes of the too small or limited faith tradition that we may have been raised with to find one that fills us. Our spouses or children might require much of us, and they might keep us from serving the wider world or keep us from finding quiet to be in communion with
1: Christ. We sometimes lean away
2: to find space. Jesus said, sometimes you must detach from those who you are most tightly bound up in order to follow me. I will lead you down paths where you can be vehicles of my healing love in the world, and you need to be a bit less hindered for this journey. So hate is leading away, leading away from our loved ones, not an easy thing to hear. Or maybe it's a relief to hear. Perhaps it depends on the day, the relationship, the moment. But today we are told to read these difficult words in our gospel Words of Christ, and to feel both liberated by them and burdened by them, because the liberation and the burden of the following Christ are both real. And this is where Jesus and I got in
3: another fight.
2: Jesus said something along the lines of, hiding to pick up a cross and follow him in order to be his disciple." He implied that unless we go he can do this from the start. We shouldn't even try. For what builder will build without being sure that she has all the materials that she needs first? And what king wages a war that might be unwinnable?
3: What person follows Jesus if they don't know
2: that they can do what he requires of them from day one?
0: And I said, Jesus,
3: we
2: don't know what we can do at the beginning. We don't know that we can do everything you ask of us. We begin with courage and faith, not certainty. We
3: put one foot in front of the other each day hoping and praying
2: for the resources to meet the next challenge. We want to be your disciples. But honestly, picking up the cross and being willing to sacrifice our very selves for the mission of God, as much as we believe in that mission, is asking a lot. And besides that, if someone has the courage to walk through the doors of Trinity Church and try out what we are doing here, I don't want to say to them, wait, before you come in here, before you partake of the word and the sacrament of us, we need to know. Are you sure you can do this Do you have what it takes to give your life to the work of this challenging, liberating, boundary-pushing, wall-breaking, offensive, incarnate God who tells us to turn away from our loved ones and turn toward the Christ light, turn toward the divine that exists in strangers and hungry people and people who think and act differently and people who vote differently and people who talk differently and people who are not your mother, father, brother, sister, spouse, or child? Do you have what it takes to pick up a cross heavy and sacrificial and give your life for the greater good, for the love of God and the healing of this creation? Do you have what it takes to prioritize God over all the other things in your busy lives? Do you? Because I know if I ask that question to anyone who's been here for 50 years, Or to someone visiting us at that door, people will run away. And then we won't have the gift of getting to know them, getting to know each other, the gift of having one another here in community abundantly. Because, Jesus, you are just asking too much. And then Jesus said, Yes, I ask too much. I won't stop. And I crossed my arms and I glared at him. And then I heard beneath the words, yes, I asked too much, and I won't stop. I heard, I am your God, and I know how difficult life can be, and I am all in in your life. And in the life of every single person who walks through the doors of Trinity Church, all I ask is that you each respond to the best of your ability. And I said, Jesus, we have people here who cannot be all in at church right now. It's hard to choose between Sabbath at home and Sabbath in worship when one only has one free day. On a Sunday, sometimes those Sunday are free. It is hard to fit in all the demands of a busy family life. It is hard for them. And Jesus said, it's okay. I'm all in with those people.
0: And I said, Jesus, we have people who don't identify as
2: Christians. Or who aren't entirely sure about you. Sometimes they're a bit much, you.
3: us your name in destructive ways for far too long, and at least people wondering if you really are the God of love that you claim to be. Not everyone's sure about
2: you. And Jesus said, it's okay. I am all in with these people.
1: All of them. And I said, Jesus, we have people here who gather every week at your table.
2: They love and support one of them week in and week out. And they live in the hope that somehow what we do here in this place can change the world and bring about a new era of love. And Jesus said, yes, I know. I have all with these And I said, Jesus, we don't know when we walk through those doors or when we kneel for confession and promise to do better or when we receive communion in your Savior. We don't know if we can do and be all that you ask us to do and be. And Jesus said, yes, you do. You know. You are here, each of you, because there is a deep knowing in the deepest part of you. Sometimes it is hard to perceive. But the very core of you, the place where God's image is imprinted, knows knows your purpose, seeks ways to fulfill it, and knows that you are perfect by the love of God. You are capable of casting wide the healing net of divine love and holding your hands along with one another. You can help one another to do what you need to do to step into your biggest, most powerful self. You can do so here and you can do so beyond yourself. You can take up the cross. Take up the revolution of love and take up the real work of this world. You can be liberated into your fullest expression of God's life. That is why you are here. Take stock. You have what you need. Cut whatever cords of attachment hold you back. You are instruments of God's peace in this world your work awaits you. Vielen
4: To the departed, eternal rest. Amen. We pray for the departed, especially Judy Crockett, who service himself here Friday and in whose loving memory the flowers of the altar are given. Are there others? We praise you for your saints who have entered into. who are beginning a new school year, may their time together be holy, and may they know themselves to be loved in all they do. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others.
2: Loving God, hear the prayers of your people, and what we have asked faithfully, grant that we may attain effectually to the glory of your name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we hear. My friends, the peace of the Lord be always. may go down and see their room. The youth may go down and hang out with the youth group room if they
3: want. But everyone is invited to uh, be with one another in the big space in the middle of the other talks for coffee hour and
2: more conversations. Um, also, you may have noticed this type of, in our publications this week or on our website, we don't have office staff, but we will soon. So watch your emails for an announcement. Things are going very well. And Nancy will be back from her vacation on Saturday. She'll be with us here next Sunday for our big kickoff Sunday and, of course, milkshakes on the porch. So we hope you all will be here for that as
3: well. A couple of important things that we need to do today. First, Robert,
2: and
4: and How many of you were here when we had a bell on? A couple
1: of you, yeah. No. Um, we did have bells. while I don't know that the church ever really owned them. We haven't established that. But we have an opportunity now to have a bell choir again with a very generous loan at first and possibly a gift. If there is enough support for these bells, they will be ours. So if you are interested in being a part of a bell choir or supporting a bell choir in some way, speak to me after church. Call me, email me, contact me. Or, I'm going to ask this guy to wave his hand in the choir. Wow. He also oh, wrote a song. <laughs> Thank you.
2: You can also come to me or Nancy if you're interested in the bell fire or make connections.
1: Good morning, I'm Carol Rose. Just a quick note to you then. don't yeah, the forget, fair is coming. I know it seems like a long way away, November 9th, but it isn't. And we still need donations and donations. Please look into your uh, houses and your garages, and please bring as many good donations as you can, and deliver uh, them here to the church between the two doors on the uh, River Street side, and we will collect them. If you have any questions, please contact me. Thank you. Thank you, Carol. I'll
2: take notes. Donations do not go on the record or report, now it's recorded.
3: Um, I hear the sound of our next
2: of activity
1: coming for children. You can go to your queue and grab your backpack and come
3: back up. While the children are getting their
2: backpacks and coming up for their backpack blessing, the um, I want to remind you all. If you don't or tell you if you don't know, we have to pair to up a parish potluck on Saturday night. Or you can sign up on the page. That part of the
3: page does as far as I know Um, And so sign up online, sign up on the, or just come if you realize Saturday, you can come. So, kids, come on up here with your backpacks.
2: Teachers, come on up and stand on the side because you're next. Um, Did you all get older? All right. So it is time for us to bless you and bless your backpack. And at the end, we're going to bless these keychains to attach to your backpacks, and you can get them in the back of church after. You don't have to try to do that right now. And these are lovely little keychains that Missus Brady made for you. Um, and they say, "I am not alone. God is always with me, and I am walking the way of love with my family at Trinity Episcopal Church." They have a little token on them to be an instrument of God's peace in the world. So this is for you to put in your backpack or attach to the outside and remember that your church family is supporting you and all you do is here. Alright, are you ready? The Lord be
3: with you.
2: Let us pray. God of wisdom, we give you thanks for schools and classrooms and for the teachers and students who fill them each day. We thank you for this new beginning, for new books and new ideas.
3: We thank you for a sharp pencils, pointy cramps, and a crisp
2: blank pages waiting to be filled. We thank you for the gift of making mistakes and trying again. Help us remember that asking the right questions is often as important as giving the right answers.
3: Today, we say give thanks for these, your children.
2: And we ask you to bless them with curiosity, understanding, and respect. May their backpacks be assigned to them that they have everything they need. To learn and grow this year in school and in Sunday school. May they be guided by your love. All that we ask in the name of Jesus, who as a child of the temple showed his longing to learn about you, and as an adult, taught by story and example your great love for us. Amen. God bless these keychains to be a token of your love for each of the children. I give you that. Children, we still need you. We're going to do a little switcheroo where you step back a bit and sit down. Because you're going to help us commission our teachers. And teachers, will you come right across the front. The teachers of Trinity Church give so much, so quietly. I often think of these pillars coming down from the church and going down into the undercroft. Um, a Christian gave me this image once that there is a continuation from what we do up here, down these pillars. And in that bottom 15 feet, these folks are ministering where you can't see them. And they're doing the most important work of nurturing and loving and teaching the children. From small classes to big classes. Um, And we commission them because that work is so important. Are you ready? Brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. We are all baptized by one Spirit in one body and giving gifts for a variety of ministries for the common good. Our purpose is to commission these persons in the name of God and for this congregation to special ministries to which they are called. You have been called to the ministry of teaching and nurture in this congregation. Will you, as long as you are engaged in this work, perform your facilities? Will you faithfully and reverently execute the duties of your ministry to the honor of God and the benefit of the members of this congregation? Hear these words from the
3: book of Deuteronomy. The
1: words which
3: I command you this day shall be upon your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children. And you shall talk with them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and
4: when you lie down.
3: And when this part
4: is for the congregation. And you don't have the words in front of you, so please
2: repeat after me as a congregation. We will recount to generations to come. We will to generations, to come. We will to generations to come the praise deeds and the power of the Lord. In the name of God, and on behalf of this congregation, I commission you as church school teachers and youth group leaders in this Amen. Thank you. thank you. All right. Children, thank you for helping with that. Everyone may go back to their seats. And are
3: enough.
2: The human race and blessed us with memory, reason, and skill. You made us the rulers of creation, but we turned against you and betrayed your trust, and we turned against one another.
3: Again and again you called us to
2: return. Through prophets and sages, you revealed your righteous law, and in the fullness of time, you sent your only son, born of a woman, to fulfill your law. To open for us the way of freedom and peace. And therefore we praise you, joining with the heavenly chorus of prophets, apostles, and martyrs, and with all those in every generation who have looked
3: to you in hope,
2: to proclaim with them your glory and their unending. Of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, gave thanks, and said, drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for all, for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you do, do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering now his work of redemption and offering to you this sacrifice of thanksgiving,
3: we celebrate his death and resurrection as we await the day of Lord God of our ancestors,
2: God of Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebecca, Jacob, Leah and Rachel, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ,
0: open our eyes
2: to see your hand that work in the world about us. Deliver us from the presumption of coming to this table for solace only and not for strength, for pardon only and not for renewal, Let the grace of this Holy Communion make us one body, one Spirit in Christ, that we may worthily serve the world in His name. Accept these prayers and praise Father through Jesus Christ, our great High Priest, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit your Church gives honor, glory, and worship from generation to generation.
3: Now, as our Savior Christ
2: has taught us, we are bold to
3: say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be man.
2: to Christ guide for you, and feed on him you in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving, knowing that all are welcome at God's feet.